you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, week 14. Not done yet. Not only did Tom Brady break the record for most completions all time on Sunday, that game winner to Brashad Perryman was TB12's 700th passing touchdown of his career. Not too shabby. We've got all that week 14 action right now, this hour, on a little show we call Good Morning Football. We're presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live. It's New York City. It's Sean O'Hara, December 13th. My name's Kay Adams. We've got Peter Schrager and Kyle Brett. We've got nothing but highlights. We're going to try to hit them all, show you the playoff pictures, get you set for tonight's action in the NFC West. But let's kick it off in the NFC North, where there's some ownership not under the debate. No, not at all. We go to Lambeau Field for the Sunday Nighter. Aaron Rodgers did say he owns the Bears. He bleeping owns them all his bleeping life. That Sterling 22-5 and record. They even have a certificate someone made up. Aaron C. Rodgers. But hold on. 10-0 Bears. What's going on here? Well, they went for it on a fourth and goal. Alan Lazard touchdown. Lambeau leap. Beautiful thing. Does it very, very easily. And Rodgers, we're going to do a lot of cutaways of Rodgers after touchdown passes here. The Bears, they gave it their shot. Rodgers wins again. 23-5 and against his quote-unquote rival. 45-30. to And this is kind of interesting. Afterwards, he was asked, Aaron, do you think this is the last time you ever played the Bears as the Packers quarterback? It's fun to to walk off a winner again at Lambeau. We've obviously had a lot of success uh, uh, the last, uh, I don't know, 10 or 11 at home, I think we've we've won. So it's been, uh, it's fun playing here. It's fun playing in this rivalry and fans have been uh, been really good to me and, and uh, just reciprocating the love uh, right back to them. Does this feel like your, your final game against the Bears as Packers quarterback? No, oh, I don't know, Ryan. I mean, I'm not really thinking about that right now. I'm devoting all my energy uh, and focus to the season. And I don't know. I don't think it's my last against the Bears. 
Yeah, of course it's a fun rivalry for you. You mop the floor with the Chicago Bears team every time you play them, seemingly. Ian Rappaport joining us right now. Ten catches for Devontae Adams. That connection's incredible. They look great. Uh, they make it look easy. But do we have any update on Aaron Rodgers and the toe? Yeah, the only negative real thing to come out of this, Kay, and for Packers, it's really hard to find anything negative. But here's the one thing. Aaron Rodgers said post-game that his toe, quote, feels worse than it did previously. A little bit of a setback. And, of course, this broken toe is something we've been talking about for about a month or so, something you're, you're going to have to watch and pay attention to during every game for Aaron Rodgers then after every game. He has hoped not to have surgery. That has been his plan. He has called surgery a last resort. But the fact that he had a little bit of a setback yesterday does bring surgery possibly into the equation today. I'm not sure it means much as far as playing time. The belief is he could have surgery, let's say today, if they decided to do it, put a pin in his toe, his pinky toe, and then be able to play on Sunday. He's described it as a very quick procedure. Uh, so we will see if that's something he needs today. Of course, this is a very important toe uh, that we'll be monitoring going forward. A very important toe. We've been talking about it week in, week out. Thank you so much, Ian. Talk to you in a little bit. Don't go too far. The Packers, let's take a look at that. Uh, after the big win last night, they sit in the two seed in the NFC behind the Cardinals. Cardinals, of course, played the Rams tonight. Exciting game there in the NFC West. Green Bay now has 10 wins on the season after a near-perfect performance from Aaron Rodgers. The Bears had the lead for a minute. They had Jakeem Grant. Nice situation there. But, Trey, what you make of the Packers downing the Bears? Bears fought hard. They were in this game. And then the offense from Green Bay just took over. I Green Bay's 45 points on Sunday night marks their third straight game of 30 points or more. Like, the Packers mm -hmm. are coming. And Rodgers' toe being 100%, 50%, or 10%, I don't notice it on the broadcast copy, and I certainly don't notice it watching the highlights. He looks as good as he's ever looked. And you look at the final few weeks of this season, what they have left, it's a favorable schedule compared to everyone else in the NFC. And you're looking at... A banged-up Baltimore, an inept Cleveland offense, Minnesota, and Detroit to finish out the season. Mm -hmm. You look at some of these other juggernauts, they don't have – Rodgers last night, dialed in. Special teams let them down. Defense was a little shaky to start. It was Rodgers who was so good. And if you want to talk about MVP, the last three games, this guy has had such a ride where he has now had over 1,000 yards passing and has helped the Packers average 37.5 points per game over the last three games when they needed him most. Their defense has been great all season. Their special teams has been inadequate all season. Rodgers heals all wounds, whether he's got nine toes, eight toes, seven toes, or ten. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He looks great. Will the MVP voters vote for mm -hmm. him? So that's another issue. We could talk about that up until the final point. I do know this. He's playing quarterback as well as anyone else in the league right now, even if he's not 100% healthy. It's amazing what Aaron Rodgers is able to erase with just, it seems like, one stroke of the pen, one throw, one play. And when you look at this offense, it's not just scheme stuff. It's the stuff that they're kind of making up ad lib. And look, you give offensive coordinators all kinds of credit when it looks like this creative design and they move this guy over here and over there. Sometimes it's just backyard ball, and nobody's doing it better than Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Look, it's funny, you brought up the toe. I feel like you guys are, are, are spoofing me right now because we've bantered here Talk before about, about how much we hear about Aaron Rodgers' toe, and yet it doesn't impact him. On a mm. game, you don't know about it. And how about this, too? Think about all the practice time that he has missed, mm -hmm. and that has not affected his timing, uh, his relationship with the receivers, this offense at all. Let's stop talking about the toe. There's a lot bigger injuries that we can get to later on in the show mm -hmm. that, that are taking place with the Packers, with all due respect to, to, to the Aaron Rodgers and his toe. They lost another tackle last night, which yeah. could be a huge, huge factor. It's not about toes. It's about fingers. That's what you put championship rings Ooh. on. Mm. Hey. Is, is this Packers team different? 
Okay, so they they mopped the floor with the Bears. Rodgers is great. Are they beating the Bucks? Are they winning the whole Super Bowl? I don't know. I, I start to see all this crazy special team stuff happening, nice. and I'm like, one play in the playoffs, poof, the whole season's gone. I start to see, you know, the, the Bears running up and down the field. Like, what did you call it last week? I, it's like, I don't have time for it on Monday sometimes. You're like, just, you keep It's Keep It Real Monday with Kyle Brandt. Can we, can we just want to do another victory lap on how good Rodgers is? Like, we've talked about that for 15 years. Yeah. And this Packers team has a very good record, and they're going to win a playoff game or two. I see flaws, and, and most importantly, I don't see anything really uniquely different from the last four or five Packers teams that mm. we've hyped at this table. Rodgers is good. They have good receivers. They have some defensive players who step up. Russell Douglas, that's great. Make a huge play against Tampa. I this Bears thing is, is, the Bears played great last night for them. They have a beleaguered coaching staff. They have a young quarterback. They did everything they possibly could, and they lost by 15 points. It was never close at the end of the game. So congratulations to the Packers. You did what you do again win three or four playoff games. Like, that's all it comes down to with this. With, with the great standards comes great expectations, and I still think this team is flawed, especially on defense and special teams. So, Rodgers might win the MVP. Who cares? Yeah. Are they going to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. I, I don't see it yet. Does it make you feel better that some of those pieces are coming back? Like, Rasul, obviously, like the, yeah, one of those guys that's picking it up is Adarius Smith, due back. Bakhtiari, you're talking about the offensive line. Bakhtiari, due back. Jair Alexander, due back. Like, those are yeah. huge pieces that might be coming back at the right time. Maybe. I had, they had those pieces last year, yeah. too, and they lost to bleep in Tampa. What piece were they missing? We were always talking about the Jordan Love. I know. The missing I know. Bakhtiari missed I know. That, that playoff run. I, I feel like Bakhtiari's huge, but I feel like we've been waiting for him all season. That's a weird one, and right? it's like this one, like, all right, like, he practiced early in, like, October, then didn't hasn't played yet. So, you know the offensive lineman mindset more, but I think Bakhtiari's huge, but do they even find themselves missing him on offense. They're lighting it up right I'll now. I'll say this. If the Rams beat the Cardinals tonight, Shregs, the Packers then move into the one seed in the mm -hmm. NFC, which is also a little different, which is where I would like them if they're going to get to the Super Bowl and win it. They go to Baltimore next weekend to take on a super banged-up Ravens yeah. squad. Mm. Yeah, great points. The only good way to end uh, the last dance is with a big kiss. Uh -huh. That's what they need. Let's and go. Super Bowl kiss. All right, let's head <laughs> to the Baltimore Ravens I don't know what's going on. and the Cleveland Browns. A, a huge loss last week for them. Going for two. Yeah. Can they rally back? Here's Lamar Jackson, and he's going to take a hit from JOK right here down low, and Lamar was not okay. Carted off with an ankle injury. So here we go, Tyler Hundley in a quarterback. Miles Garrett with a big strip sack, and then he scoops it up himself, and he runs it in for the touchdown. First career touchdown for Miles Garrett. The dog pound loves it. Mm -hmm. All right, fourth quarter now. Tyler Hundley trying to rally this Ravens team back. The comeback is on its way. All they need is an onside kick. That's really easy, right, Peter? They're not going to get it. Who the it. ball bounces off the Browns. Better. Justin Tucker. Yeah. Perfect kick. Onside right kicks here. were hot yesterday. Were. There's a couple of bounces off of Andy Janovich's helmet. Fourth and six. Come on, Hunt. Only no. now trying tackle. to tackle. Browns get the victory or the Baltimore Ravens. Two tough loss losses in a row. They're still atop the division. Well said by you. We've got uh, more highlights up ahead. I want to bring Ian Rappaport, though, because we saw Lamar Jackson leave the game with that ankle injury. What is the latest? And also in the playoff hunt, Josh Allen wearing a walking boot after the loss to the Bucks. Do the Bills and their fan base have anything to worry about? Well, for Lamar Jackson, not a great sign, of course, to have a franchise quarterback carted off and have his game end shortly thereafter. The fact that he was in the front seat of the cart, maybe not necessarily a bad sign. Uh, Lamar Jackson was diagnosed with an ankle sprain, as Coach John Harbaugh said after the game. He's going to have more tests today uh, just to determine, is it a low ankle, it is a high ankle? Uh, where exactly does it figure in and how long 
Is he going to be out, if any time? It doesn't sound like there is a sincere, real concern here. Obviously, for any franchise quarterback, you have some concern, but it doesn't seem like they are fearing a major injury. But some of the tests today will give more information. Snoop Huntley, their backup finish yesterday, actually did quite well, led them back. Meanwhile, for Josh Allen, and of course, we saw him walk into the post-game news conference with a walking boot. Sometimes it's precautionary. This seemed necessary. For Josh Allen, from what I understand, it is a mild case of turf toe. That is the initial diagnosis. He's going to have more tests today. Allen was asked about it after the game, said he did not foresee himself missing any time. He is a tough dude, didn't miss any time yesterday. Uh, but, of course, we will keep you updated if this is a significant one. Raiders versus Chiefs at Arrowhead. What a scene. This is why you watch football. And the Raiders decide to celebrate, to sort of do their pregame celebration on the Chiefs logo. All right, if you want to do that, that's fine. On the first play, like the first play of the game, they fumble and scooped up for a touchdown. Josh Jacobs, that's my bad. We know. My bad. Like, we know. You fumbled. Look at Max Crosby. Sorry, Max. Yeah, I, Max, we love you, dude. You guys just lost by... 700 touchdowns on the road after that. Tough, 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 tough. Team. Chiefs played wheels on the bus on the way after that game. This is what we're talking about. Here we got Bills, Bucks. <laughs> the hell? Bucks get out big early, and it's like, all right, Bills, what is going on? Bucks, is anyone going to beat you this season? Bucks defense is playing great. Then the Bills come marching on back. Fourth quarter. I the Bulls are going to win this game. Yeah, if they punch it in here, they can win the whole thing. Bulls are first and 10 at about the 15. They have to settle for a field goal. All right, Tyler Bass knocks that in. Threw to Diggs in the end zone. Didn't get the call, didn't mm. get the ball. They wanted the call. And you know what? The announcers, Nance and Romo, kind of were like, could have been a call. Rashad Perryman, the former first-round pick from the Ravens. He's been around the league a ton. Rashad Perryman takes it to the house. And Brady gets his 700th touchdown pass on it. An unbelievable finish to maybe the wildest 4 o'clock window we have seen in recent years between that and the Bengals-Niners game. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Bills mounted a huge comeback, but they just could not get it done in overtime. Here's Josh Allen, who left the game, as we said, in a walking boot after a tough loss. It is what it is, the score is what the score was. But to come out and play that way, I'm, I'm proud of our team, of how we did it. Honestly, we wish the end result was different, but I'm super, super proud of our guys. I still think we control our own destiny. I don't know what the playoff picture looks like. That's neither here nor there. But at this point in time, we got to go one and no each week, and it starts this next week. Uh, we got to we got to find a way to put together a good game plan, start winning football games. Again, we talk about playoff caliber, and that's that's our goal is to punch our ticket into the playoffs, no matter how that be. So that's looking at the bigger picture. Obviously, that's that's not what we're going to do. We're going to focus one game at a time and, and do what we need to do. Back-to-back -back losses, heartbreaker for Buffalo. Maybe he doesn't look at the big picture, but we do. That's what we do in the AFC here, seven and six. The Bills drop down to last wildcard spot with Cleveland and Cincinnati just on the outside looking in. They should get into the playoffs. And Sean, it was impressive what they did. I mean, who comes back like that against Tom Brady forces in overtime? So I'll, I'll give them credit. What does um, the loss to the Bucks mean, do you think, for Buffalo down the stretch, though? Yeah, it's a great question. Josh Allen, we all know how tough he is, and for this offense to be able to rally back against this good Bucks defense, it was impressive. They're struggling to win these close games, 
And it's ironic. Kyle's been sitting here talking about this. Buffalo Bills defense can't stop the run. But, hey, at least they had the chance to lean on this. This is the best pass defense in the league right now, number one. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady just diced him up. Look, he's done it a lot throughout his history when he's faced the number one ranked defense. I think for the Bills right now, it's – all right, look, we're trying to put this fire out of stopping the run. Now we got another fire to put out. To me, the biggest issue was the lack of pressure on Brady. You saw Matt Milano getting in there. Peter, you showed the sack right there. But with the game on the line, that throw to Brashad Perriman, the fact that they couldn't get pressure on Brady, Perriman was his last option. I mean, they doubled Mike Evans, took him away, and said, you're going to have to beat us with somebody else. And that's Tremaine Edmonds. You don't want Tremaine Edmonds covered. They went man defense right here, okay? You got a linebacker mm-hmm. trying to run with their fastest, one of their fastest receivers. And I think they missed just, your Davius White. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just it's just tough right there. And for mm-hmm. Bills fans, I think everybody hurts for you. Josh Allen's hurting now too, banged up. Mm-hmm. I'll say this about their offense: Look, you got to stop just asking Josh Allen to do everything. Now the running back, they didn't have a single running back run in mm-hmm. the first half. They did that again last year. I, I remember a game similar to that. Mm-hmm. They got to find a way to, to get somebody else involved and run the football a little bit earlier. The 300-yard passer and a 100-yard rusher, Josh Allen, like it almost never happens. There's only been a few in history. The Bills fans are so mad this morning. They're so pissed. They're pissed at everybody. They're pissed at the world. They're pissed at they're pissed at the referees. I hate referee radio. I don't like doing that on Monday mornings. But like, and for the sake of fan service, there was a really rough one on the game-winning drive. Brady's gonna go to Mike Evans, and it's not only a rough one; it's a weird one. Mike Evans almost creates the pass interference by pulling the defensive back into him. They waited, they waited, they waited, they waited some more, and then they flagged it. And in the context of, there was a couple of them against Diggs they did, did not call. So the refs had this kind of let's let them play thing going, which I respect. But then at the biggest moment, you had this rough optic where it's Brady and it's why didn't our star receiver get one when he did? And even stranger... The CBS feed cut in the middle of this play. Like, it was, it, it, the, the, it went out and went on, and people were like, conspiracy, 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 what's going on? It was a very strange broadcasting thing. I think saying the ref screwed us is the lament of the loser mm-hmm. in any team, in any sport. Uh, I think there were a lot of plays that the Bills left on the field. Allen was great. The team showed a lot of heart, and they've lost four to six games. Like, you got to win the games eventually. There's going to be nothing at the end of this season that says, but they had that almost comeback against the Bucks. No, it was Brady. It was Brady, and if you think it was the refs and that likes to sleep better, fine. Terrible first half. Terrible. And that's why they lost the game, in my opinion. (laughs) Here's what I would say to Bills fans. Last year, the Buccaneers lost a really close game to the Chiefs, and Romo and Nance were on the call, and it was like a late afternoon game, and it came down to the final play, and the Bucs came all the way back, but the Chiefs still held on. And then the Chiefs, like, didn't lose another game. Mm. And the Chiefs were like, we needed to lose that game, get that out of our system, the Bucs, I'm sorry, and then go for it. Like, Allen was awesome in the second half. I know. Josh Allen was so tough. That team showed a lot of heart. And here's the fortunate thing, Kyle. Season's not over. Seven yeah. and six. If they sure. play the Titans right now in the playoffs, which sure. they would, I'm taking the Bills. Mm-hmm. Like they're go- they've got some steam going here after that loss, but they looked good at the end. And I think Buffalo, they still have some weeks to get things right, and I don't think they're dead yet. They've got Their schedule looks good. New England, the other three games, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Jets. I like that. So Cool, let's make it into the playoffs. And then what happens? You're one in five against good teams. Like, uh, do better. And hopefully they do and get healthy. I think they really missed Mr. Davis, right? They got shredded yesterday. They really did. Um, let's try to go on an upswing here. Let's do some positivity. You know what's going yeah. about the league right now? Alan Camaro's back on the okay. field yesterday. 41. We haven't seen this guy in a while. And man, was Sean Payton ready to use him. Saints went into MetLife, made things all kinds of unfun for uh, the. Legendary 2021 Jets, 30 to nine. Saints could come tearing down the stretch. They got the superstar back. Alvin Kamara does it! 
right. more on the Saints in a bit. The Cowboys defense stepped up. Big man, they have stars. These stars are carrying them on D. What's up with the offense? Micah Parsons. This is your defensive MVP. We've got more highlights right here on Good Morning Football. Game balls, Nate Burleson coming up. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Can I tell you guys what the Thursday night football matchup is? I hear it is. Let's go. What? Yes. Thursday and Saturday, all AFC. I feel like it's the AFC playoff week before the playoffs. Three so huge games right here on NFL Network. Showdown, AFC West rivals Thursday night action. Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're back. They want to stay on top of the division. Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Man, they, they look good, too. They look great. They're hoping to make their own claim to the top spot. Chiefs, Chargers, how about it? Thursday, 8 p.m. on NFL Network, Fox, and streaming on Prime Video. John, what's up? Yeah, speaking of those Chargers, let's go bolts up right there. Chargers looking to win their second game in a row. Right before the half, Giants fans look away. I mean, this has been happening way too much of them. But this is Herbert That's insane. launches this ball damn near 70 yards in the air. Wow. To Jalen Guyton for a 59-yard touchdown. Chargers win easily. Chargers win easily. What happens in Cowboys versus Washington? Mike McCarthy said, we're going to win this game. And everybody clutches their pearls. I thought it was one of the coolest things Mike McCarthy's done all year. And this is a guy who smashed watermelons last year. Dak, 7-1 against Washington? Micah Parsons just had like his own personal demo reel in this game. That's Micah Parsons' sixth straight game with the sack. Lo- second longest streak ever to Javon Kirst when he's with the Titans. The freak out of Florida where number 42. Boom! Micah Parsons is so, so good. Guys, Dallas wins. Washington's four-game win streak snapped. Cowboys lead the division. Three games with four to go. 27 to 20. If you want to feel good, watch this incredible, incredible post game from one of our best friends, Kim Jones, 
with one of her favorite players, Micah Parsons. Take it away. How much did you have to make sure Mike McCarthy's guarantee fit and you guys did win this game? Oh, uh, man. I mean, always I, we always play co good for Coach Mike. He always takes care of us. I mean, he's a great guy, real good players coach. I mean, he's just a good person to be around. So when Coach McCarthy said we're going to get it done, we're going to get it done. Micah, thank you. I'm proud of, of you. Thank you, man. I love you, too. We are. We are. <laughs> See you, Micah. Two sacks for Micah Parsons, a little sack of uh, Kim Happy Jones Valley. as well. I love yeah. that. I love, I love the, the, the love there. Uh, brilliant work by Kim Jones. So let's talk about this team, right? The defense looked great. They've got some stars carrying their defense uh, and winning them games, uh, which I wouldn't have imagined saying in the beginning of the season. I've questioned it every week, actually. So will it be this defense for the Cowboys that carries them in the playoff strikes? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing because last season they were so putrid. They were one of the worst defensive units we've ever seen. And they get Dan Quinn and everyone says, okay, they're great. And they went through their Lowell. Now, guess what? They're suddenly getting a little healthier and getting a little better. Number 94, Randy Gregory was on the field and he yes. was amazing yesterday. Had an interception where he tipped a pass to himself. He also had that sack at the end, which was a sack, which led to the fumble. We're, we can do a four-hour show on the Cowboys offensive woes, and we might this week because mm -hmm. it is dreadful to watch. And I don't know why Dak suddenly can't run the ball anymore and is a statue and is making boneheaded decisions himself, which are un-Dak-like. But the defense won them the game yesterday. No two ways about it. Michael Parsons had two sacks and a forced fumble. And forget defensive rookie of the year. He might be your defensive player of the year. And mm. this, this, mm -hmm. this Cowboys defense won them the game, which essentially mm -hmm. might have won them the NFC East yesterday. So if I'm them, I feel like we got to get our offense together. But the defense... Lead the way. We'll follow. It's amazing the turnaround that this defense has had. I mean, this time last year, they were the ones that everybody was blaming for all these losses, obviously with the Dak injury too. But when you look at this defense, it's the, the way that they're able to morph. Uh, Micah Parsons, unbelievable game. And, and guess what? It was because Randy Gregory was back that he was back at linebacker. So now he's off the ball. He did a great job. That's so hard to do. Go from defensive line back to linebacker. And yet he was doing a great job at pass covers too. To your point, Shregs, the question now turns to the offense. All right, why? why? Why Why all of a sudden are they struggling so much, especially down in the red zone? Why can't they finish? They can't finish drives. They can't finish games. And to your point about the Dak interception, I, like, I start to question the play calling too. Like, if you Dak was clearly struggling. He had a couple of misses there. Take it out of his hand. Like, don't let him make a bad play right there. Sometimes, as a coach, you've got to eliminate the opportunity for that play. And look, they put CeeDee Lamb in the backfield, you know, with no Tony, Tony Pollard. Mm -hmm. They got creative earlier on. Mm -hmm. I thought that they could have had some better play calls down the stretch there. I agree. They're 9-4. and four. They just beat Washington. And I think if you're a Cowboys fan, you are terribly vexed. I really do. That was one of the worst games of Dak Prescott's career. I, let me just put that out there. Like, he was not it. He was a massive liability to them yesterday. And again, it's Monday morning. They just won a game and we're trashing the quarterback. I think if you're a Cowboys fan right now, it, it's you're, it, it's hard to enjoy this incredible defensive surge and this incredible Micah thing. It was like the biggest stories in the league because you're like, what is going on with Dak? It's not a one-week thing. Dak, I really do think is great. And I think will be great for a long time. He's having a hard time right now. And if you look back over the last month, over the last six weeks even, he hasn't been a Super Bowl winning playoff winning quarterback at all. I, and I, and I, I hate it because there's really fun things going on with the Cowboys. I feel like it's like you're at a holiday party and like all your friends are there and it's a great party, but like your wife or husband is like problem drunk and like they're a liability. They're like, honey, like, Eat some please, bread. Eat hey, some let's bread. get some food in your stomach. This is a great party. And they're just like, no, I'm going to be the life of the. It, like that, that's Dak right now. Like it's. It's a problem, and it's bringing the party down, and he's the most important person at the party. Mistletoe! Yeah, like, it, all kinds of swinging from chandeliers and spiking punch bowls. It's just rough. And I hate to say this on a Monday morning after a win, Dak was bad yesterday, and I think he knows that. I think the Cowboys know that. 
Not a one-week thing either. So again, the Cowboys are not just tasked with beating Washington. The Cowboys are tasked with beating Brady and Rodgers and the Cardinals. This is a win two or three playoff game season. Anything else is a huge disappointment. So the defense better carry them. They better. It's yeah. the best thing they have going right now because the quarterback, we got to figure this out fast. Got to figure it out. This isn't the 2000 Ravens. This is not the no. 85. But we're talking about defenses yeah. carrying teams. No. This defense is not a smothering, no. dominant, Super Bowl winning, overcompensating defense. They're just not, in my opinion. Yeah. They're big, big plays, turnovers, but they're not good enough to overcompensate for the lulls that Dak is having. Dak needs to get right. Absolutely. And, you know, we, Keep it had, real, Monday. We've had these conversations at the table where it's like, who's the power of the NFC? And for the first 10 weeks, it was like, is it the Rams? Is it the Cowboys? Is it, I, the Cowboys aren't in that conversation right now. And yeah. that's fair. They're going to win the NFC East, and that's fine. They'll have a home playoff game. Maybe mm-hmm. they go in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. that version right now, they're not in the same field mm-hmm. as what we saw from the Packers or the Buccaneers mm-hmm. yesterday. They're not going to mm-hmm. go on the road in the playoffs if Dak is playing like the way he is right yeah. now. I think he can win that way. In an alternate universe, Nate Burleson would be out here wrapping those teams up. With a wrap, as we used to do on our show, but he joins us now in this universe where he is an absolute triple threat, a CBS Mornings co-host, contributor to the NFL Today, as well as NFL Network. Nathaniel Eugene, give us your espresso shot of the week. Okay, I'll jump right in. Um, One of the best plays of the weekend had to be Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett. Russell Wilson is right up there with the best in NFL history as far as that fade ball. This is a seam route, but basically the same type of trajectory and comes down right in stride, falls in the bread basket for Tyler Lockett. That was my espresso moment. As soon as I saw that, I jumped up out of my seat. Nate, would you say in the history of our show, Tyler Lockett has the most toe drag swag highlights? Of, I mean, that is another one to a long list yeah. of them that we have celebrated. Yeah, he is a highlight machine. He might be the best. We might have to just give him the crown. It might be the new logo. I'm a Michael Crabtree guy. Crabtree had some. So oh, Crabtree had some nice. On Monday mornings, we do the espresso moment, which you just provided. We also give out our game balls. Yeah. We're about to do ours in the next segment. Let's give you the first crack at it. Who gets the game ball for week 14? I'm going to go with one of the defensive players for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, that team, they were playing with heavy hearts. I heard Sean O'Hara say that earlier. And the guy mm-hmm. stepped up, and one of their leaders did, Tyron Matthew. So I'm going with him. He was all over the place. My man was making play after play after play, fumble recovery, interception, pass deflection. It seemed like he's in his prime. Exactly how they are using him is the perfect fit for this defense. He's flying around in the box, and you can drop him in the coverage. And he's just the ball hawk. If the ball is out, he's either going to get his hand on it, intercept it, or fall on top of it if it's fumbled. So, shout out to Tyron. And then after the game, I believe he tweeted with a bunch of other guys saying, basically, this is for you, Legereus. So, shout out to the whole Chiefs team that were playing with heavy hearts and went out there and played well. Nate, great tribute. And yeah, no doubt Honey Badger has been in all the right places all the right times. You're sitting there listening to Phil Simms and Boomer Esaias and Bus Chops, but you're trying to watch your receivers. You're trying to watch all these big catches. What catch stood out for you for your week 14 toe drag swag um all right so for me i don't know if you guys saw this but let's go to that cleveland game um donovan peoples jones had a beautiful catch on the sideline baker mayfield he's gonna drop back in places almost out of bounds i mean if this ball if he wasn't caught by Donovan Peoples-Jones. It would have landed three or four yards out of bounds, but he gets his feet down. I'm talking about tiptoes like a ballerina doing her thing. A beautiful catch. And and, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, I mean, you don't get too many people 
with three names. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Donovan mm -hmm. Peoples-Jones, he's right up there with uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, James Earl Jones, Sally Jesse Raphael, mm -hmm. Keenan Nobby Wands. I mean, he's cracking my top five right now with catches like this. So mm -hmm. as far as celebrities with three names, Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's an absolute beast, and this was one of the best toe drag swags of the weekend. Let, let's transition from celebrities with three names into songs about buses. All right, so <laughs> you got uh, the Venga Ooh. bus is coming. You got that one. I know you're a big fan mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. I Miss the Bus by Chris Cross. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And also, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's yeah. the all-time fire jam, the wheels on the bus. They go round and round. We're bringing it up because mm. our own James Palmer reported Classic. that after the Chiefs just blew the doors off the Raiders, they played wheels on the bus uh, as the people were exiting the stadium. This goes back to the Raiders went into Arrowhead last year and did a victory lap around the parking lot in their bus. So, Nate, take it away wherever you'd like to go with this. What did you think about this whole bus deal with the Raiders and the Chiefs? Well, we're all familiar with what happened, right? Uh, Gruden took, takes his team, they get on the bus, they, they go around the stadium doing their thing, celebrating as if they won a Super Bowl. And then you fast forward to yesterday where the pregame, I believe it was uh, Yannick Ngakwe, he comes in, brings the guys up right on the logo, celebrates, and, and what I love about that image the most, it's there's guys that are hype, right? They're like, oh, yeah, let's go. Okay, we out here. This is our field. It doesn't matter. But then there's guys on the surrounding area, and they're like, man, I don't know if this is a good idea. I don't know about this one, fam. <laughs> and they get their butts whooped. No disrespect to the Raiders. Let's just call it what it is. They got manhandled by the Chiefs. And afterwards, the stadium, they're playing the song loudly. Yeah. Wheels on the bus go round and round. I love it because the Chiefs didn't necessarily have to do anything. You could blame that on whoever's running the music upstairs. Uh, but what people have to understand, because I've been in those positions, I'm not going to act like I've never brought everybody up, said something that I thought was poetic and impactful and made eye contact with somebody in the back. And he was like, Nate, I don't know about that one. So I've been there and I've done that. But what you have to understand, you might be trying to motivate your team and you'll end up hyping up the Chiefs. Do you know what the Chiefs did when they got word of what happened? They went in that locker room. They were sitting there listening to their music, getting them ready for the game calmly. They walked in and was like, hey, yo, 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 did, did y'all see? Did y'all see what happened just a second ago? And for the guys who didn't, they sitting there listening like, hold up, hold up. What? What happened? So they got on our logo, started barking and yelling, talking about this is their field. Oh, word? That just happened right now? That happened right now. We going to let them disrespect us? And then we saw what happened. They went out there and they beat up on them boys. So I get it, Raiders. You tried to get yourself hyped, but that's when keeping it real goes wrong. It was really good. You know what it was, Nate? If you want to make another bus reference, remember Epic Beard Man? That video of him, that ended up being the Chiefs. And uh, the other guy was the Raiders. I know you know them all, Nate, so we can throw them out. Epic Beard Man, it didn't end well for his opponent either. Thank you. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> Nate, thanks for joining us here. Glad to see you. As always, enjoy your week. And we'll talk to you as we have four weeks left in the regular season. we got big games on NFL Network in the AFC all week. Bye, Nate. Bye, Nate. See you, dude. Good stuff, Nate. Bye-bye. See you guys later. Wow, he might deserve a game ball. We've got highlights coming up. Who should get the game balls for week 14? You let us know at GMFU. We've got you covered next. I really need thoughts on this game tonight, Tricks. It's a tough one. Oof. Rams cards. I'm going to pick. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Week 15 kicks off. It's a showdown. AFC West rivals Thursday Night Football. Mahomes up against Herbert. How about this? Fireworks. Trace, you were just talking about that beautiful Herbert throw. 70 yards in the air. Gorgeous. As he gets hit, sir. Yeah. You think Mahomes? I wonder who could throw the ball farther. Yeah, I think Mahomes Mahomes is like, went to the bright lights. They do like a pregame competition. I'm sure both coaches would love that. Time for game balls, though. That's what we do here every Monday. It's always tough. It's always, we're watching these games. We're all emailing each other. Who do we want? Who deserves it for the best performance of Week 14? Sean, you're our guest. We'll give you the first dibs. Give me Micah Parsons. Uh, I think... He has delivered on all of the hype that he had coming out of the draft. And when you look at what he's doing for the Dallas Cowboys right now, they asked him to go play defensive end when they had all these injuries and without pause, without hesitation, put his hand in the dirt and wrecked shop. Now Randy Gregory's back. Micah Parsons, hey, you're going back to play linebacker. You're Mm -hmm. off the ball. He's still impacting games. Micah Parsons has 12 sacks on the season. He's got a sack in six straight games. The last two people to do that were Aaron Donald and Joey Bosa. Both of them won uh, Defensive Rookies of the Year. And Javon Kirst, you mentioned him earlier yeah, the today in the show. Uh-huh. He's got the rookie sack record at 14 and a half. Uh-huh. I think that's in jeopardy. Micah Parsons, I think he's going to take it down. My game ball goes to someone who showed clutch, <laughs> composure, and also raw talent and acceleration. You know what happened last time when Brady had one of these milestones he has all the time where Mike Evans gave the ball to a fan and there was this whole chasing him down and negotiating all this stuff? Check this out. End of the game. Rashad Perriman, as we know, gets gets the catch from Brady. He runs into the Tampa Bay Knight. They win the game at 700. But I want you to watch the gentleman in the red polo shirt the second Perriman gets the end zone. That guy is in charge of getting the ball. And as the whole stadium is exploding, oh this that. guy's got a job to do. He runs into a sea I mean, of it's Buccaneers. Yes, yes. And it's like, he, he could easily be like, oh, this is so exciting, I'm going to celebrate. They said to him, your job is to get that ball. And the second it hit the ground, he's on it. And guess what? We know who he is. What's his name? This is Zach Orth. 
Zach Orth works in operations okay. and team travel for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's been there a few years. One high-ranking Bucks official says he's one of my favorite guys in the organization, and I could not respect that more. It would have been easy to get caught up in the hoopla and celebrate. They're like, Zach, get that ball no matter what happens. When Brady gets the 700 touchdown passes, I don't care if it's a 90-yarder, if it's a little shovel pass, he had to do it on a walk-off where the adrenaline of the stadium With the ball still spinning. Still spinning, he grabs it off the ground. He doesn't even pat Perryman, no acknowledgement. Look at the focus on Orth. And then he runs. He's like on a mission to take that. Because he wants to get it out of there. I just checked eBay. It's weird. Something Z-Orth 98. Is that right? The ball is on eBay. Zach, how dare you? Who is Z-Orth? He bought that hat in the team store. We're not going to do this shenanigans where, okay, now we got to give you some crypto and we got to give you jerseys. (laughs) And no, Orth has the ball. It will go to whoever it needs to. Zach Orth, O-R-T-H, operations and team travels for the world champion Tampa Bay Buc Buccaneers, you got to get a world of Kittle and Rodgers and Brady. Orth, game ball, Great. for literally getting the game ball, and now he gets ours too. Orth, you're the He best. understood the assignment. He did. He really, and he executed. <laughs> Sean, said Orth. I got to talk to Miles Garrett the week before. They had like a sandwich, right? They played the Ravens, the Browns did, then they had a bye, and then they played the Ravens. And I talked to him ahead of it. And he, you know, he hadn't had much success against Lamar Jackson in his matchups. He talked about how elusive he was, how much, how big of a challenge he was, and he was embracing it, of course. Uh, and he had such a moment yesterday. So I'm going to give him my, my game ball. He is such a big part of why this team's going to be in contention if they are. He took the game into his hands. He might take the lead for Defensive Player of the Year along with it under a minute to go, sacking Tyler Huntley, stripping him, scooping it up, scoring his first career touchdown. First career touchdown, guys. Mm-hmm. How weird is that? 24-3, of course, putting the Browns there. He ended up being the difference maker as the Ravens were, you know, storming back and the Browns had got to hang on for that win and it got a little closer. He also set the Browns single season sack record. He's got 15 on the season. Huge part of why they're alive, why they're in the wild card conversation. The division title as well. They're not dead in that either. It's anybody's game. If they win Saturday against the Raiders, that one on NFL Network, I will be in Cleveland for that game. You can only see it here as part of our Saturday doubleheader ahead of Pat's Colts uh, at night there in Indy, I do believe. If they win Saturday against the Raiders and Baltimore loses to Green Bay, the Browns take the lead in the AFC North Mm -hmm, by the end of mm -hmm, the weekend. mm -hmm. And he's their best player. I know. And he's playing ball, and Clowney made a play, and Garrett wears sleeves like he did yesterday because he says when he doesn't wear sleeves, he gets drug tested. That's his thing every single time. So I always wear sleeves. Yeah, he does. He's tweeted that multiple times. Thank you for that fun fact. Sure. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, he, he pro- I'm sure he had to pee in a cup after that game, too. After Maybe so. Did he kick a ball out? I'm okay. jealous you get to go Passes see my boy Peter time. John Baptiste. They're going to take care of you over mm-hmm. there. Great. Can't wait. What do you got, Peter? Love it. Uh, the best player on the field on any field yesterday was George Kittle. It was unbelievable oh. watching this guy take this team on his back and win in. I, the Kittle experience, it's now two weeks in a row. He had 150 yards last week, did it again this week. He's finally healthy, and it's like, you know what? God darn it, I'm going to just put this team on my back and let's just go win. Uh, uh, let's go get to the playoffs. Kittle was unstoppable. The numbers tell one story. He had 13 catches, 151 yards. The Bengals had six people on him at all times, and Kittle just found a way. It's funny because... If it wasn't Kittle who I was going to pick as my game ball, it was going to be Nick Bosa, who had two sacks and was all over the field. Kittle and Bosa and, and this tag team, uh-huh. like, NFC is really good up top, and it's really top-heavy right now. But there is a team down there at 7-6 and six right now, the 49ers, that I don't think anybody wants to face. George mm-hmm. Kittle gets my game ball. Could have given it to him last week. They'd lost. This week, they find a way to win. George Kittle, number 85, best mm. tight end in football mm. of late. Should these two teams playing tonight be worried about what the Niners got cooking? I think they should be. I think they should be. They've both struggled with this team mm-hmm. in the past.
Week 14 wraps up with an NFC West battle. I can't wait for this game. Rams, Cardinals, Monday night action. What are we looking forward to in this match of the NFC West? Or the, yeah, the NFC West super close and crazy. Yeah, uh, two young coaches that we've crowned one of them that took away the crown in McVay, and now it's Kingsbury's got the crown in the NFC West. It's like, these guys know each other well. Who's going to call the better game? I, I think there's a lot of things going against Los Angeles right now, but McVay doesn't want to hear any of those excuses with no Robert Woods and obviously no Cam Akers from four seasons, now no Daryl Henderson. So let's see if he can bring it. This is like do or die for the Rams. I think there's a lot more on their plate than Arizona's, but Arizona's 0-1 in primetime. So Cliff, get a big win. Like let's let's believe in the Cardinals. Let us believe in you. That's how it's talk today. about believe. I'm gonna look at the quarterbacks. Yeah. Who do you believe in more? And Kyler Murray, who's really never been here, or Stafford has been here for years and has not done it well. You know what I'm looking forward to? Matthew Stafford Twitter, which is robust and volatile and sensitive when he does well and even more so when he does not do well. Matthew Stafford has not been terribly clutch lately. I have worries about him in big games for which he really hasn't been in nor won them. So let's see. Don't lose to Kyler Murray tonight because you've been in a lot more big games than him. Allegedly. Who do you believe in more? Kyler. Me too. I'll take the talent. Like, not that Stafford isn't, but it's complicated. In a quarterback-driven league, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, to me it's all about who gets after the quarterback. And I'm looking at this this Aaron Donald-led Rams defense, but Von Miller wasn't on the team the last time they played when the Cardinals won that football game. I'm interested to see the Von Miller impact uh-huh. in Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald. Can they contain Kyler Murray? Absolutely, that's the key. Don't forget about Arizona. they got some pass rushers, too. So mm-hmm. I'm watching the D-line. The Bucks and Packers are breathing down Arizona's neck for the one seed. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Bucks and Packers. They have easy-peasy schedules the rest of the way. The Cardinals have the Rams tonight. they got the Colts in a, the, a few weeks, and they got the Cowboys mm-hmm. to wrap it up. Kyler Murray, are you the MVP? Do you want to be? Do you want to be reintroduced into that conversation? Do it under the bright lights tonight. I hope you do. Let's go! Monday Night Football to wrap up Week 14. Hey, Brian Bumgarner, Kevin from the office this on table. our show all day tomorrow. As a host. <laughs> That's, that can't be right. I would Is think Brian's right? watching now, right? Brian, are you preparing or not? You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, 
make it count.